Welcome to Gain That Tune. What's going on, everybody? It is Game That Tune back in the house once again. It's your boy, John Harrington, here. We got John Regan with us. Say hey. Hey. We got Jesse Moore. Say hey. Hey. And we've got David Fleming. Say hey. Hey. Hell yeah, guys. Welcome back, everybody. This is Game That Tune, episode 196. And man, we are going to have a blast tonight. We are, uh, you know, what we do around here is we listen to video game music. We've each brought three songs from a game. We could, we're going to try and guess each other's games with songs and a little bit of trivia. We're going to goof off, have a lot of fun. The winner at the end of the night gets to pick the theme for the next episode and play some bonus tunes. And our winner last week was actually special guest Ryan Drake. And I don't know why we allowed him to win and pick a theme and then not appear on the following show, like just dropping a theme on us. He, you know, he really could have fucked us over, but he was, uh, he was a benevolent guest. And so he's not here to tell you about his theme, but he picked a picked a solid theme, uh, you know, just a good, easy, solid theme. Uh, games from a certain year, games from 2005, 05 games, 2005 games, games from the year 2005. Uh, you know, Franklin. Oh, I thought we were gonna play 2005 games tonight. Don't you start, John. I know that this is recording on April 1st, and everybody's expecting some kind of shenanigans, but, I'm, you know, listen, man, we're not doing it. We, uh, you know, we, we discussed a lot of options in the lead-up to the show, and then as the, as the show approached, a, a little, you know, peek behind the curtains, I'm fucking tired, y'all. Uh, you know, uh, me and my wife, we're in the process of closing on a house, ordering inspections and fucking roof appraisals and shit. And I just didn't have the mental energy to do an April Fool's thing. So, you know, uh, all the GTT radio listeners know I slapped together a nonsense thing and turned off the request feature. And that was about my effort level for the year. So, th- you know, this is, uh, this is gonna be a no bits no nonsense, just normal 2005 theme for uh, for this episode, and uh, I, I still think we're gonna have a lot of fun. That's not to say that Game Night Tunes, no, you know, not a fun-loving bunch of guys. Yeah, yeah that's we're, we're really four good wild games crazy that guys. came out in 2005. So. Yes, it's a solid yeah. year, man. We're seeing the the you know swan songs on the PlayStation 2, the GameCube. Uh, I guess you could even say the swan songs for things like the Game Boy Advance. You know, there's you know plenty of great games and fantastic, uh, fans, you know, frankly, a lot of games that we haven't used yet. So uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what everybody picked. I think we got some fantastic games coming up. Uh, we got a great fan request. And Johnny, I think we really should just jump right into it, my man. All right. Game one. Con alegría, con alegría. Oh, 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 o
Okay, so yeah, I'm so fully committed to this no shenanigans, uh, no April Fool's nonsense thing that I forgot the one bit of shenanigans that I was going to do to start the show. I got this big bottle of Corona, you know, because like uh, there's, a, there's a virus going around. I was going to chug it. Uh, so I'm just going to chug that beer during the last uh, last song. So uh, also trivia for this game. Uh, this is one of only two games in this series that I personally have played for more than I don't know, like an hour. I actually, uh, actually did beat this game and one other in the series. Great personal trivia. <laughs> Cheers, boys. guys how are you feeling after hearing those tunes yeah but a little better i'm okay let's see what we got april fools i have no idea oh johnny guesses a drawing of a beer sadly incorrect jesse says doom three that's very sadly incorrect david says devil may cry three uh sadly also incorrect no this is uh 
A uh, similarly action-packed game to Devil May Cry 3, and that's about where the uh, comparisons uh, end, as far as I can recall. This is... Hold on, I had a sound for this. Oh no, where did it go? Resident Evil 4! Oh! Yes. Oh! Yeah, guys. Resident Evil 4, so, maybe you've heard of it? So we, we got... we all got that wrong, that's what you're saying? We, we did. Hell yeah. So good. You guys are all terrible. No, April <laughs> Fools, I love you guys. Um, yeah, so uh, Resident Evil 4. Not a very popular game. Um, yeah. Uh, I think a few people might have played it. Uh, a couple. Yeah, myself included. That's how, that's how I gauge a game's popularity. Did I play it? Yes. It, it might be popular. Uh, I feel like in the if, if I've played it and I liked it, it's like mid-tier popular to, at best. <laughs> I was gonna say like, not sure if this was a popular one. I know in the Resident Evil series, it's not held up in very high regard at all. <laughs> nope, not at all. It's controversial choice. <laughs> uh, I, was gonna, I was almost gonna agree with you and then be like, wait a minute. No, that, that's Resident Evil 5. Resident Evil 4 is pretty fucking universally uh, praised and beloved. This uh, this game's pretty goddamn great, guys. Uh, this is one of the only ones I feel confident possibly asking. David, did you play Resident Evil 4? I played a little bit of it. Um, hey, I now, myself never that we, that, that owned it. I was going to say, like, I never owned it, but one of my roommates had it on the Wii edition. He was like, oh, you gotta play this. And I played through some of it, but then he took it back because he wanted to play it again. I understand. Because I wanted to play it again and again. And then when it came out on the Wii, I was like, oh, fuck yeah, let's, let's do it again. Uh, <laughs> you know, this game's good, guys. <laughs> Jesse, did you, uh, did you put time in on Resident Evil 4? Yeah, I, I liked it up until it became a constant escort mission, and the president's daughter oh, yeah. is a complete idiot the whole time. Yeah, I'm not I was a just fan. like, fuck this. Listen, man. But that damn, little creepy I, Napoleon kid, he is pretty fucking dude, creepy. Real creepy. <laughs> like, that's the thing. I'm not a big Resident Evil fan, so I didn't realize that this was such a departure from the uh, the previous three games. And so I'm into it. I'm like, yeah, this is fucking creepy. Is this what Resident Evil is? Fuck yeah. Like, I'm into these. And so then I think I, after playing it, I went back and bought, like, the Resident Evil original remake for GameCube. I'm like, oh, no, I'm not, not liking this. This is not Resident Evil 4. <laughs> this, uh, this is really radically different. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can't, you know. Jeez, I, I know I can walk and turn at the same time <laughs> in that other game. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> Good old um, tank controls. Yeah, no, that's uh, none for me, thanks. But uh, yeah, y you know, you're right. The president's daughter is an idiot. Maybe the only thing dumber than his daughter is the plan involving his daughter. Like, do you remember the <laughs> like the diabolical scheme in this game? Um, God, was he gonna marry her or something? I forget. No, unfortunately. So the you know the main villain in this game is a guy named Sadler. Uh, who, based on appearance, I have to assume is a reference to Christopher Maloney as Elliot Stabler from Special Victims Unit. The, oh, you know, yeah. This Sadler guy 
Looks like looks like Detective Stabler, but in like demon robes, and he's got like a staff, uh, like a scepter made out of tentacles. Uh, so he uh, he's gonna infect uh, Ashley, the daughter of the president, with Las Plagas, and send her back to Washington to infect the president with Las Plagas. And I'm like. That's not that great of an idea. What if she dies of Las Plagas? <laughs> like, you know, isn't the president going to think something's weird when his daughter's head explodes and a tentacle monster pops out? Like, <laughs> oh, did you I'm change your hair? Here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sweetie, all right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh-oh. Our little girl is becoming a little woman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not comfortable talking about this with her, sweetheart. You talk to yeah. her. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing that happens to you. <laughs> oh, she was visited by her moon goddess. This is disgusting. <laughs> oh, I guess that flows uh, in town. <laughs> <laughs> There's just like a tentacle that chucks a chair into the hallway. Up, oh, I think you better talk to her about some lady issues. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So you know the plot's pretty dumb, but the, you know the cult <laughs> and the fucking the monsters are cool, man. Like you know again, fucking uh, Stabler and uh, you know his cool fucking you know just you know, tentacle stuff. Like it's freaky shit, man. You know the first time you blow something's head off. You know, and instead of dying, it sprouts like a razor tentacle for a head. It's like, oh, okay, that you know, that's uh, wild and unexpected. <laughs> now what? <laughs> like, do I kick it? <laughs> like that's, <laughs> hmm. Yeah, you know, this game's got a got a few of those moments, man. Like uh, the fucking you know, uh, the, getting your head cut off with the chainsaw. I was, see, I was gonna say, it I, obviously happened to everyone because that's the moment I was gonna be like, you know, seriously, the first time you get your whole goddamn head cut off with the chainsaw, it's like, all right, well, yeah, I guess this game ain't fucking around. Yeah, you like, <laughs> I audibly screamed like that. I was scared. Yeah. I was just so visceral. Like that was probably one of the most like fucked up things I'd seen in a video game since, like, Manhunt. It was fucking <laughs> wild, man. <laughs> and that's what I think is so funny, like, Resident Evil is known for these outlandish monster designs and these creatures and everything, and one of the most iconic, memorable things in Resident Evil 4 is a guy with a bag over his head. Like, that's mm -hmm. it. That's all it is. <laughs> and a bunch, bunch of creepy Spaniards and a guy with a bag on his head. <laughs> it's just like, yeah, this game's fucked. Uh, but, but yeah, for real. With, you know, the first time you approach or that, that guy's, like, approaching, you're like, all right, yeah, I got this. Shoot the bag head. He's going to fucking die. And then he, like, gets back up and comes back at you and cuts your whole goddamn head off. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> I kind of wish there was some kind of meta element to that, like it canonizes that, like, you know, you wake back up from being dead, and, you know, like, somebody radios you, like, Leon, seriously, these guys are fucked up, <laughs> like, you really gotta, you gotta kill that guy more dead, you can't just <laughs> pop him a couple of times in the bag, you gotta fucking knock him down with some incendiary grenades, pump his head full of lead with a shotgun, and still kick him. Like, <laughs> you can't just shoot him a couple of times. I kind of wish this Ugh. game did, like, a Metal Gear Solid 2 thing, where, like, Leon gets his head cut off, and then you have to play the rest of the game as Chris Redfield. <laughs> Fuck yeah, yeah, dude. Oh, man, that would be so good. Like, it just keeps on sending in backup. Like, you know, uh, I don't know. We've lost Leon. <laughs> Send in Chris. No, we lost Chris. Can we pay Ada to go in? Miss you know, Wong, you're in. <laughs> like... Oh, God, we've lost them all. You know, do we have contact with Valentine? Let's see about Valentine. Um, 
but yeah, man, the game's a lot of fun. Uh, you know, uh, just creepy monsters, uh, good action. I love, you know, I, you know, one thing that I kind of you know, really love on the control thing, you know, uh, again, I never played much of the original Resident Evil, so I never was too bothered by the concept of tank controls, but then playing them, I'm like, oh yeah, that, that sucks. Uh, whatever the button feature was to just do a quick turnaround is such a nice feature. <laughs> like, you know, playing twin stick shooters and like, you know, moving with one stick and aiming with another, even in third person can be a little cumbersome. So whenever they added the button, you know, flick or like the, you know, the stick flick to just immediately turn around, I'm like, that's a really great feature. <laughs> like that, that is very necessary because i mean you're surrounded by zombie spaniard dudes you got to be able to look quickly over your shoulder like you know and in reality like i can turn around pretty fast so like yeah it's uh it's a good feature yeah, it's a nice little uh, nice little control move and yeah uh game's cool atmosphere is creepy as hell uh trying to remember the places you go to like you know the, the village and then the canyon and uh does Wesker show up at some point, or is it somebody else? Is it Krauser? Um, I don't remember. The, you know, the the characters of Resident Evil all blend together for me. But then you go to a big castle, and you know you're dealing with Ashley in the castle and creepy cultist dudes. And I'm trying to remember like the end game of the game. You know, obviously, you know, giant tentacle monsters. But uh, I don't remember. Uh, you know, I don't remember what the setting is. I remember the, was was this the one where the, you had to go into a boat? And fight like a monster on a lake. Uh, yes, yeah. it was like El Lago, the Harpoons. like giant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, there was some fun shit in this, and then you know the thing that's probably the most fantastical element of the whole thing, that weird shopkeep guy. What's that guy's story? Oh, like? you buying? <laughs> what are you buying? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm tr Does he call you stranger? Yeah, I don't know why I'm putting an Australian accent on him. <laughs> that, that seems weird. Like, but uh, yeah, it's just you know you're going through this game, and every now and then you just open a door in a basement, and there's a creepy dude in a robe who's gonna sell you more shit. It's like, what? <laughs> Is this? This does need a Metal Gear Solid 2 thing where it turns out it's all a VR simulation. Like, you know, what is this guy doing here? How is he all, How is he everywhere and just selling me more incendiary grenades and herbs? Who is this man? Uh, but, I don't know. Uh, the game was a fucking blast. And, you know, as I was reviewing the list of games that came out in 2005, <laughs> it's like, oh, there's a big-ass one that we have not used on the show. Like, you know, the Resident Evil series in general has not been heavily featured on this show. And, you know, uh, as an answer to the trivia, yes, this and Resident Evil 5 are the only games in this series that I've played for more than, like, an hour. And I like both of those games, man. Resident Evil 5 gets some shit. I don't really know why. That game is a fucking white-knuckle thrill ride. <laughs> it is awesome. <laughs> that might be why it gets so much shit, is because Resident Evil one? traditionally... Uh, is it only racist because you're in Africa? <laughs> like, is that, the, is that the racial component? Like, <laughs> oh, if, I if don't know. I've never, I've never played it, or I just... I remember hearing people say it was racist. I'm, so I don't know I'm not going to touch this. I am, you know, I am willing to touch this briefly I don't think it's necessarily racist if it's a zombie killing game set in Africa I mean this one's set in Spain and nobody was like yeah this one's kind of racist against those Spaniards and it's like no that's just who's in the game that's you know 
trust me, there's no, there's no, uh, I, I played the whole game. I don't think there's anything terribly weird in it. It, uh, it doesn't go there. It goes to an underground tricell laboratory and it's Wesker shit. It's not, there's, you know, they don't mention apartheid or anything. There's <laughs> nothing, nothing real weird about it. <laughs> so it's, it's Resident Evil through and through. It just happens to be in Africa. Um, but yeah, uh, it and Resident Evil 4, both good games. Uh, you know, I will agree with Fox in the chat that uh, Wesker did get a raw deal in Resident Evil 5. Uh, I know, loved. Speaking of Africa, have I ever told you guys my South Africa story and like the stupidest thing I've ever said? Oh, oh my God. God, please! Is Am this I going to hurt you? Way, John? <laughs> this is this is fine. Uh, <laughs> is it? In in about 2005, I went to a concert to go see Art Garfunkel. There's the connection. And, and um. And I sit down next to this guy, and we're chit-chatting, and he is, he's this guy who's, like, sailed around the world, he's hes very worldly, and he was talking about how he saw Art Garfunkel do a concert um, with Nelson Mandela, or something like that. And he's like, so do you know who Nelson Mandela is? And I said, no, I don't think I've ever heard his music. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say you sat down at an Art and Garfunkel concert and started chatting this man up, and it turned out to be Nelson Mandela. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it was and Madiba. <laughs> and my roommate who was with me was like, uh, John, that's not who Nelson Mandela is. <laughs> it's he put- the single dumbest sentence has ever come out of my mouth. He just like, I'm glad you told this story, John. That crashed into me song, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I just He's like the, the fact that game? I just <laughs> like the fact that we were talking about Africa and your mind went to an Art Garfunkel concert, the most African thing imaginable. <laughs> oh yeah, John, that's uh, some colonialist shit. Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, episode title. <laughs> <laughs> no, we have yet to discover the episode title. Fuck no. Uh, Resident Evil 4, not the one that takes place in Africa. Uh, a fantastic game. And that's not even a controversial opinion. It's just it's a straight-up fact. Uh, it's dope. Uh, I'll, you know, I'll probably buy another re-release of it someday. I would love to see the, you know, the baghead chainsaw guy in HD. Uh, yeah, I need to see that again. But, uh, yeah, awesome game. And uh, I think we just got to keep it, uh, keep it moving, man. So, Johnny, cut my head off with a chainsaw, and let's keep the game going. Okay. Game two.
extensive use of the system's touchscreen and microphone features. In the fire building sequence, the player must alternate pressing of L and R buttons in order to build enough friction on the wood, and then blow into the DS's microphone to successfully ignite the fire. feeling I'm feeling very good oh yeah David. yeah David looks very confident I don't have a guess I have an answer oh whoa let's see, let's see so much got. confidence not from me oh uh, let's see uh, whew, Johnny says Knight's <laughs> masturbation routine DS that's incorrect <laughs> um, Ooh, John says Rayman DS incorrect and David with the correct answer, Lost in Blue. So yeah, this is uh, Lost in Blue for the Nintendo DS. Um, uh, hmm. Uh, anybody play this game? David? I did play this game. I thought so. Thank cool. God. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, everyone's been playing game where you're on an island and you're crafting stuff lately, so... Hey, here's one from 2005. Except this one, hey. you can die. <laughs> <laughs> now, hold on. Uh, you know, I've almost died several times in Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, they haven't confirmed whether or not I've been reincarnated every time I've suffered a tarantula bite. But uh, I, I think that might be what's happening. Maybe. Yeah, because I've been bit a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, everybody keeps talking about the tarantulas. Like, for some reason, my island doesn't spawn them as much. Like, they're Oof. super rare on my island. Yeah, I've seen one. Bro, I'll, I'll send you my, my trick to turn any, uh, like, you know, whatever the, the island you fly to with the, the Nook Miles ticket. I'll, send, I'll, I'll help you turn every one of those into a tarantula island. I seriously made, like, 888,000 bells the other night just catching tarantulas. <laughs> Don't you just, like, clear everything or something? Yeah, you, you, you have to clear the ground, and, you know, it helps to, like... You know, know where to put things. Like if the, you know the little rocks next to the beach will spawn wharf roaches. So if you cover that and stuff, it's less likely to spawn those. Uh, you got to pick all the flowers, so it's less likely to spawn beetles. And then you just kind of got to walk back and forth and wait for tarantulas to spawn over and over and over again, and just fill up your inventory with them and then sell them. It's a uh, it's a great scheme if you don't mind getting bit by I don't know ten fifteen tarantulas <laughs> a night because <laughs> they attack. <laughs> Uh, and sometimes you just you can't predict it, man. They'll be like walking into a cliffside, and then they just turn around and fucking you know sick your ass. It's uh, you know, they're tricky, man. Those those tarantulas. Man, anyway. I wish I wish this was a real job, and that you had this, Tar this tarantula was a real farmer. Job. Yes, tarantula hunter. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, whenever the game first launched, I declared myself the tarantula king on Twitter because. Uh, there had only been like, you know, it, it was like the first night of the game, and it, I ran into like four tarantulas that very night without doing anything special. It's like, oh, I fucking rule. I, I caught all these tarantulas, and it's <laughs> like, oh, actually, there's people really doing some crazy ass tarantula shit. They're like, they're basically in the future now, thanks to all their tarantula money. So, <laughs> big tarantula uh, money. Yeah, seriously, you know, these fucking people with their big tarantula money, they got fucking, like, Godzilla monsters all over their islands now, and, you know, spaceships flying around, and and yet, we're all the same. We all have to deal with that goddamn Easter bunny now. Oh, um, fucking zipper. I'm... God, I'm, I'm over it. I just want to catch fish. I don't yeah, no, want to catch you eggs. Get a, you get to catch a wet egg. I don't understand anything you guys are talking about. This is the strangest sounding game so I've great. ever heard. We're talking about another game, not the game this is I not picked. The game Jesse picked. We're talking all about Animal Crossing, which we're all playing right now. It is not Lost in Blue. No. Um, so, Jesse, how much of it? How much of Lost in Blue? How much Lost in Blue do you think is in the DNA of the new Animal Crossing? Like, did, you know, was there was there some influence there? Maybe. Uh, 10-15%, you know. Like, <laughs> okay, like now. You're, you're on an island. Um, you're gathering materials to craft things. Um, mm -hmm. There are animals. Um, although in Lost in Blue, you, uh, you're you either trying to kill them for their meat, or they're trying to kill you for your meat. So uh, <laughs> that's not an Animal Crossing thing. Um, I don't know, man. Based on some of the, the quotes you've seen flying around from some of the animal neighbors, I think a lot of them might be serial killers. Like, 
Yeah. When you expand your house and you get a basement, like, you know, there's, I saw one where it's like, basements are great. You can scream as loud as you want and no one can hear you. It's like, <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah. Leave me alone, little squirrel. That's terrifying. Because <laughs> uh, wasn't... It's been a long time since I played Lost in Blue, but you were basically, like, shipwrecked on a desert island, yes. and you had to survive. Like, you had, like, a thirst meter and, like, a hunger meter, and you had to, like, continue... You had actually had to survive. It wasn't just like, mm -hmm. oh, whatever, yeah. I'm exploring this island. It's like, no, you would starve to death. And then you uh -huh. meet a girl that washed up too, and you had she like uh. has a, like a broken leg, so she has to just hide in a cave. And so then you have to manage your own like hunger and thirst along with hers. I was gonna say a different thirst meter. So, yeah. Well, that's after you <laughs> start building furniture, and she gets impressed with your craftiness. So yeah, dude, multiple thirst meters. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at the wiki for this, and it's like, uh, it's part of the Survival Kids series from Konami. I'm like, yep. that sounds like a terrifying series. <laughs> like, there's, you know, there's more than one of these. It started on the Game Boy Color. Like, oh man, do I want to go back and play a survivalist game on the Game Boy Color? No, no, oh. I don't. Good God. <laughs> oh, oh, did you say survivalist or survival kids? Because I definitely heard survival kids. No, no, no. The series is called Survival Kids. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it's like a Lord of the Flies kind of situation. I be, I'm not reading very much further into it, but yes, Johnny, I think that's what it is. It's, it's either as, that or it's the Blue Lagoon. It's not as deep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I doubt it. I can't believe the Game Boy Color is not so deep as Lord of the Flies. Um, but yeah, no, it sounds like, you know, what a, you know, survival kids known as stranded kids in Europe. Um, Jeez. No, hard pass. <laughs> yeah, I would play a game if it was just that one episode of The Simpsons where the kids get uh, washed up on the island. I would play a game oh, of yeah. that episode. Now <laughs> that was basically Lord of the Flies. Yes, exactly. And eventually they were rescued by, oh, I don't know, let's say Mo. <laughs> <laughs> Credits. You know, it was funny as you... St as you started to say that, it's like, they were rescued by, it's like, I remember that episode. How did they get off the island? It's they like, all oh, right, they didn't. They just, the narrator just told you. And they got actual James Earl Jones to narrate that episode just to say that line. And then the episode ended, like, nice touch. Well done. Uh, and people thought Simpsons had jumped the shark at that point. Come on. Yeah, that was a good episode. Uh, I'm going to pull up Disney Plus after we're done recording and watch that episode. Hell yeah, man. I, I watched that maybe uh, this week. Maybe that's why it's all so fresh. <laughs> that's some good shit. And yeah, that's that's my uh, that's my kind of survival kids. But I guess, you know, <laughs> Japanese anime teenagers, that might also have an appeal to some people. I, you know, I, I don't know if that's uh, necessarily my wheelhouse, but, uh, you know. If, you know, if it's more of an Animal Crossing setting, like, you know, so is Animal Crossing New Horizons, is that a survivalist game? Not really. I mean, you choose to go to the island. Yeah. Like, but it's, it's more like of a, more of a vacation game. Yeah. And again, that's the thing. The difference, I guess, with Lost in Blue, there is threat of death. So. Although it is weird you're taking a vacation to live someplace completely new. Like, it's almost like you're, like, getting away from, like, you're running away from something. Does your yeah. villager have like a horrible past? 
Exactly. Oh man, that's you see, that's the real question. They, they, we need to be able to flesh out the backstory. Why are we taking a vacation and then determined to mold this nice deserted island into a new functioning society where you're in charge? Like, hmm, what have we been up to? That's something that I do think is weird in Animal Crossing and not Lost in Blue, where <laughs> you vacate, you go to this like beautiful desert island that you get to spend all this time on and build a house, and then you can go to a plane to go to another smaller <laughs> desert island that's far less nice. <laughs> like, why the hell do I want to go here? I have a, house, have a house with like running no. water and electricity. Well, you yeah. go to that <laughs> island just to take everything and then never go there ever again. They're very explicit with, we burn the maps afterwards. <laughs> I really don't think they thought of the implication of how weird that is. Like, in, in New Leaf, it was like, you get to go to the island and you can do, like, some exotic fishing and, like, maybe catch some bugs. But now that you're harvesting materials, it's like, yeah, just scrape, you know, like, just scour the fucking island, take everything, and leave. You know, who cares who lives here? It's like, oh, God. <laughs> like, I feel like it's uh, one of those things where they had a, a oh, really man. good yeah, game needs to be an mechanic. Where you just say they had like a really good gameplay mechanic of like okay now no matter what they're always gonna have resources and then they realize like wait there's a lot of story in this game we need to figure out a story reason for that uh, fuck it you're just not gonna come back who cares yeah See, yeah I feel like there needs to be an island where you can dig too deep like you need to be able to mine the minerals and then like you know dark elves come out and then it gets serious <laughs> like <laughs> Then it turns into, like, Animal Crossing Survival, you know, it's this, you know, Animal Crossing New Moria, like, Animal oh Crossing Lost yeah, in the, Blue. The Balrogs attacking the island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it just turns into Lost in Blue, but there's also a Balrog there. It's a very strange series of crossovers. <laughs> um, yeah, I'd be into that. You know, anything to add more danger to Animal Crossing, because so far I've only died from tarantula bites and multiple wasp stings. Which I guess are both realistic, but like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, have you ever seen My Girl? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I've gotten My Girl several times on the on the island so far. It's not great. Like, I just needed some, you know, some tree branches to make myself a nice new net. Oh no, hornets. <laughs> and I'm dead. <laughs> like, he can't hmm. see without his glasses. Oh god, that's oh. see now you're giving me this weird dark idea to recreate that in like a thirty second movie. Like, change my hair color to blonde, buy some glasses, go shake a tree, die, die, <laughs> and then have my wife's character come up and be like, you know, do the the shock. Oh my look. god, <laughs> recreating movie scenes with Animal Crossing. Do a do a co op where she plays uh, the girl from My Girl. <laughs> Uh, and then, of course, John's character shows up on the island. He's Dan Aykroyd, and uh, sweet. You know, he has to. Yeah. <laughs> it's the, the part I was born to play, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, wow! I feel like we've said so much about Lost in Blue. Yeah, it's cool. It's a. Yeah, I like the uh, things you were describing using the DS touchscreen. Those all sound like the kind of things that people would immediately identify as tedium and demand to have eliminated from their DS games. Yeah, you have to, like, <laughs> shake the coconut trees and stuff, and and there's a lot of touchscreen stuff. They were really going in hard on the touchscreen at this game. Yeah, and, I mean, Nintendo really, it took them a long time to learn the lesson. Nobody wants to blow the mic. 
Yeah. Like <laughs> they still had blow the mic as part of the Wii U. It's like no, no, no. That you know that that ship has sailed, motherfucker. Like nobody wants to blow the mic. <laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, oh, this was God, 2005, a... so this was when the DS was like starting to hit its stride. So like there were a lot of games that were using the touchscreen and all the features. Oh yeah, yeah. My most uh, memorable of all the frustrating mic blowing features was Mario Kart DS. It's like. You're playing multiplayer, and you get a balloon pop, and you have to t stop your car, blow the mic to blow up another balloon. I'm like, I <laughs> hate that. <laughs> this is, uh, like, just kill me. You're <laughs> Hit me with two more shells. <laughs> you're supposed to be taking the DS, like, with you, like, in public and stuff. You can't be seeing doing that. Someone looks over, and you're blowing on your, your constant. You're like, what are you doing, dude? Feverishly blowing the mic. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's a fun relic of its time, but yeah, it's uh, like I said, all that stuff. Like, oh yeah, you gotta like you know build fires and stuff. The touch screen, it's like, eh. Everybody just wants to touch it, like a touch map. They, they don't want all that crap. <laughs> yeah, just make uh, just make Y start a fire and call it a day. Just let me have a fire button. <laughs> yeah, you know. that's the idea. Uh, I miss the DS though. That was a it was a fantastic system. Great pick, Jesse. Uh, anything else on uh, Lost in Blue? Or no. Animal Crossing New Horizons? Or uh, Lord of the Rings? Or, or Lord of <laughs> the Flies. <laughs> yeah, Lord of the, Lord of the Ring Flies? <laughs> They're the same thing. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. What if like uh, what if those Lord of the Flies kids dug too deep and uncovered <laughs> the dark elves in the mines? <laughs> <laughs> the dark elves Piggy, what did Piggy. you do? <laughs> Smashing the Fellowship of the Ring getting stranded on an island. See? <laughs> I'd watch getting, that. <laughs> getting rescued by, say, I don't know. Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> it makes as much sense as anything else this episode. <laughs> Game three.
So, uh, great care was taken to use as many of the original film's actors as possible for this game. Notably absent, however, from the game's voice cast are David Patrick Kelly as Luther and Roger Hill as Cyrus. How's everybody feeling after hearing that? Fantastic. I feel pretty good. Feeling pretty good. Yeah. All right, guys, come come out to play. Let's see what we got. Oh man, what do you know? It's a all warriors hat trick. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? I can dig it. Uh, hell yeah, fellas! <laughs> what a uh, what a pick! What a game! Uh, am I the only one here who played the Warriors on PlayStation Two and/or Xbox? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, I remember coming yes. out and being like, "What? Why?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely remember this coming out. I was like, "Wait, wait when did this movie come out? Now they're yeah. releasing the Italian game?" <laughs> I mean, you know, I thought it was a cool move. I was like, you know, they they waited. You know, I mean, fucking Escape from New York came out in like 1981, and it wasn't until you know 1998 that they released Metal Gear Solid. So I mean, they, you know, they've waited a long time for game game tie-ins before. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, the Warriors. Uh, it seemed like a really cool idea that I'm like, cool, I want to see more of that. More games based on movies from the late 70s, please. We got Star Wars, and we got the Warriors from cool. Russia with Love. And then, yeah, they, they came out with that From Russia With Love, which was, uh, you know, the fucking, everyone's favorite Bond movie. Like, <laughs> like what? I, of all the I, ones to make. <laughs> I know pack. it was terrible, but they did make a Jaws game. 
Oh man, yeah, Jaws Unleashed. Yeah. Uh, didn't did you get to play as Jaws in that? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Okay, well, see, that's that's selling point right there. I'm in. Um, <laughs> and they eventually, I guess, made the Godfather the game for uh, for like the Wii. And Scarface. Uh, oh man, that Scarface game. That was such a whew, what a what a game that was. Yeah. So maybe they did continue this trend of uh, very late to the game movie adaptations. Like I remember you know that Scarface would... game came out. Same, you know, same thing with The Godfather. It's like these are going to be the Grand Theft Auto for the Wii because they are never going to make a Grand Theft Auto for the Wii. And it's like eh, these these aren't these aren't so good, huh? <laughs> <laughs> now I just really, really, really want them to make a Suspira game. Ooh. Uh, based on the more recent one, or you're talking about the classic? <laughs> no, the classic 1977 movie. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, they could make, you know, fucking Dog Day Afternoon. Uh, they could make, uh, like Rocky a, a Horror game Picture Show would be a good game. Hard Pass. Um, Grease. Yeah, I th- see, I thought you were going to say <sighs> Rocky. I'm like, actually, they already made Rocky for the Sega Master System, <laughs> but a new Rocky would be pretty good, too. <laughs> Um, fucking, uh, what was the thing? I was, you know, gonna say before John said Rocky Horror. Chinatown. I mean, you know, they kind of already Chinatown did. They made dope. They made L.A. Noir, which was essentially Chinatown. <laughs> but, like, you know, I would love, like, a Phoenix Wright-style, you know, detective game. But it's Chinatown. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. To th- yeah. Battle for and the Planet a- of the Apes. I was oh. gonna say, yeah, I, I'm exhausting my 70s movie knowledge. Death Wish? Or is that... Ooh, see, you know, I kind of like the idea of a Death Wish game in concept until... uh, When's the last time you saw Death Wish? (laughs) Oh, it's been a long time. I know it's probably not, you know... Yeah, that, uh, you know, that shit is so not PC. (laughs) It's, uh, it's not great. It's, you know, it's really, uh, I mean, besides the fact that Charles Bronson goes out and just commits vigilante justice on random strangers because of something done to his you know, daughter, like, just, I'm gonna kill anybody that looks like a gang member, like, oh god, Jesus Christ, uh, you know, in a post-George Zimmerman world, Death Wish don't work no more, uh, but, you know, you know, besides that, Clockwork uh, also, the big... The beginning of Death Wish. Yeah, let me just get this out. Oh, yeah. Do you remember uh, Death Wish is the film debut of one Jeff Goldblum? Oh, that's right. Wow. Oh yeah. And he like uh, fucking rapes uh, oh, <laughs> fucking Charles no. Bronson's daughter. It's oh. horrendous. <laughs> I'm just like, that's how Jeff Goldblum broke into the scene. Like, oh no. I like the fly way better. <sighs> Yeah, exactly. Suddenly, the fly is much better like, by comparison. Like, oh, his body's falling apart, but he didn't rape Gina Davis. That's yeah. oh, jeez. He did. Did he puke on her though? I think. Yeah, no, no, no. Not he, as bad um, as what he did in Death Wish. <laughs> he he pukes on the guy that's okay. trying to fight him because right. he's got that like acidic corrosive yeah, saliva. Yeah, yeah. Oh, see, I forgot about that. I forgot he became part xenomorph. <laughs> he, he was becoming not just a fly, but an alien queen. Um, anyway, the Warriors game. <laughs> um, <laughs> much different, uh, actually, than the movie. See, that that was the funny thing that I had with this. Uh, I had not seen the Warriors movie prior to this coming out. They were making some kind of big Warriors push in 2005 for some reason. I don't know why. I think it was this game 
and some sort of director's cut DVD. And so I played the game first, and I'm like, yeah, okay, this is pretty dope, man. Just, you know, gang members beating motherfuckers up. Uh, you know, it's it's made by Rockstar, so it's got that edgelord kind of shit. Like, you know, to replenish your health, you gotta snort a bunch of drugs. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it's 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 kind of cool. It's uh, uh, I was gonna say it's it's vaguely reminiscent of Grand Theft Auto, but given that there's not a lot of gunplay or driving, it's more reminiscent of Bully. Uh, so you know, you're going around beating dudes up. You know, you can buy knives, uh, and you buy spray paint to tag stuff with the Warriors tag, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, so I played this game, and it's all like you know, fucking snorting drugs and beating motherfuckers up. I'm like, all right, yeah, I can dig it. And then, you know, I got the ultimate, you know, fucking director's cut DVD. I'm like, you know, this movie's a little tame compared to the game. Like, the game really uh, kind of <laughs> told the legend a little bit. Like, this, uh, <laughs> this, the movie's good. Don't get me wrong. I fucking, I, I greatly enjoy the Warriors movie, but uh, it is not the white knuckle fucking, you know, coke snorting thrill ride that the game <laughs> made it out to be. <laughs> it's just kind of like, Okay, so wait, they're just running. They don't really fight very many guys. Uh, hmm. Hey, wait a minute. You know, this guy Cleon, he's he's my favorite character in the game. He dies at the beginning of the movie. What the fuck is going on here? Like, it's the old bait and uh, switch, man. It really was. Yeah, the classic bait and switch predicated on getting uh, getting the young guys who hadn't seen the Warriors yet like me. It's like, we're going to make them love Cleon, and we're going to make them love, like, Swan. And then... Uh, you know, guess who was actually going to survive the beginning of the movie? Like, oh, Swan, I guess. Hmm. That's yeah. cool. I had, a, Whatever. I had a similar experience with uh, the Annie Hall video game. They made it out like <laughs> oh, it was going to They made it out like it's going to be this whole like game where you're just constantly fighting lobsters, but it turns out lobsters are only in the movie for like 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Very disappointed <laughs> that the movie was not about beating up lobsters like the game made it out to be. Yeah. Uh. It's always surpassed by my distaste for the Kramer versus Kramer game. I know. <laughs> Just I thought it's going to be a family comedy game, and it's not. They get divorced. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was just like um, a weird, like Seinfeld thing. See, yeah, like I th- you know, Kramer versus Kramer, I thought was just a Mortal Kombat featuring nothing but Michael Richards. <laughs> nope, turns Stanley out it's something, <laughs> something completely different. <laughs> Oh God! Um, uh, has Michael Richards had enough roles where you could make an entire fighting game based around his characters? All right, so are we doing a lightning round? Because yeah, we got Stanley Spadaski, we got Kramer, we've got the guy from Airheads. Um, Wasn't he uh, the the guy in uh, Problem Child that uh, the he was like the killer? Was he the, like the killer in Problem Child? Yeah, I, I think, think he was. So. <laughs> yep. You've got uh, public meltdown, Michael R- Michael Richards. That's a character. Say, you've got stand-up comedy, Michael Richards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God, you don't even want to see what his ultra combo is. It gets gross and weird. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> My favorite character is to play as is insensitive man from So I Married an Axe Murderer. See, yeah, perfect. <laughs> God, he's been in so many things. <laughs> uh, uh, and as himself in uh, that few episodes of Curb Your Enthusiasm, um, yeah, you know, the, the Michael Richards game would be pretty uh, pretty great. But no, uh, the Warriors game is pretty great. <laughs> it's just uh, gang beat up stuff. And, you know, I always thought just like the, wor- the world of the Warriors is cool. You get colorful gangs and New York settings. I mean, like, 
I, you know, it, it's not a world that I fully understand, obviously, being, you know, a child of the 80s and of cleaned up New York. Like, you know, the idea that an entire gang ran Coney Island at some point, I'm just like, wait, what? They did? No, okay, this is fiction. Right? <laughs> like, it's <laughs> You know, did the Warriors oversee, like, the hot dog eating contest for a little while or something? This, you know, this is crazy. <laughs> it really blurs that Their line. Their whole base is just Coney Island. <laughs> They're not that big of a gang. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the other gangs are cool. You got, uh, the, of course, the Baseball Furies, which, you know, I really wish that was a real thing. Like, I wish there was a roving gang of baseball-playing, face-painted, mute motherfuckers all over New York City. Just, you know walking around Central Park clubbing people with baseball bats like yeah, cool yeah New York's great <laughs> I love this city um, but yeah uh, yeah the Warriors is classic the movie's classic the game is pretty good you know I'd like to see maybe a re-release or something you know I, I don't know where the light the licensing for this lies but it's uh, it, it was a fun game and you know again it should have just sparked like Rockstar making whatever they wanted. I mean, like, you know, when I looked at the, the first time I saw the cover of the Warriors video game, I'm like, that's a game I want to play. And whoever their, like, you know, art and, like, concept guy was, it's like, yeah, I want to see that person take over, like, some 80s-ass things, you know? Like, you know, they could probably take fucking, like, Porky's and make a really compelling game out of it somehow. <laughs> like... <laughs> You know, or Police Academy. Like, just picture there we all go. the characters That's from Police Academy, but, like, angrily staring at you. It's like, <laughs> fuck yeah, I want to play Police Academies 1 through 5. Like, I'm in. <laughs> I want to be angry Steve Gutenberg. Hell yeah. <laughs> I realize that I just can make an angry face. <laughs> I'm just imagining, like, looking at the cast of the Police Academy game, and then there's Michael Winslow with his bat. He's coming at you. He snorts a bunch of coke and then starts doing sound effects. Like, the left, wow, this game. The left joystick is for running. The right joystick is for sound effects. <laughs> I would totally uh, play as Bobcat Goldweight. Uh, you know, you control uh, fucking Michael Winslow like, uh, like uh, what's her face in Death by Degrees. You move with the one joystick, and the other one's all for combat. But all it does is make sound effects. <laughs> like, uh, hell yeah, um, yeah. The Warriors is dope. Uh, soundtrack's pretty good. I like the you know just kind of weird eightiesness of it. Uh, even though the Warriors again was seventies, late seventies. Um, but yeah, it's a good soundtrack. It's our fan request for the evening. Uh, thank you very much, Keladon in Discord, uh, a.k.a. Kellyam, uh, Patreon superfan producer. Fantastic request. Glad we could use it on the show. And, uh, yeah, man. I think, uh, I think it's nothing else, man. I think we gotta dig it, uh, dig it onto the next game. Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Can you dig it? Game four.
All right, where was my trivia? All right, there it is. Uh, this game is based on a six-issue miniseries. However, the miniseries does not depict the events of the game or vice versa. And in fact, the game and the comic sometimes directly contradict each other. Y'all on your toes. Who has answers or guesses? <laughs> so, uh, John Harrington says, Gape that anus. Oh no. Uh, John Harrington says, Ultimate Spider Man. Sadly, incorrect. Uh, Johnny and Jesse both have the correct answer of Marvel Nemesis Rise of the Imperfects. Son of a bitch. Huh. It's what? <laughs> uh, Marvel Nemesis. This is, the, uh... It's the Marvel Resident Evil game. <laughs> you know, in a lot of ways... If only. Um, mm -hmm. this is kind of a, an interesting game. Uh, which is my delicate, nice way of saying, this game's pretty bad. <laughs> but it has its moments. Uh, would you say, David... <laughs> That the game is imperfect? 
I would say that, yes. Um, so it's it's a fighting game, but it's a 3D fighting oh. game, so it's kind of like oh. Marvel Power Stone, which mm. sounds awesome because like you're putting like a large arena and you can run around free roam, you can pick up various obstacles, throw people into walls and everything. Uh, and a lot of the stages you can fight on the Brooklyn Bridge, you can fight on top of the Daily Bugle, you can fight in Grand Central Station, like, there's a lot of very iconic New York places. Um, it's just not great, because it's because it's all full 3D, like, any character with a projectile is gonna win, because you can just <laughs> spam that. that from a distance. And the AI is broken and loves spamming projectiles. <laughs> hey, the, you know, maybe the AI just knows the game. <laughs> like, uh, you know, get good, David. Well, anyway, I remember playing through the story mode, and like on the second match, I was getting my ass kicked, and it took me like twenty times, and then I finally won. And then like the the second to last, like the very end took like 15 seconds like super easy to beat like yeah it's very unbalanced um but it has a cool roster because most of the cast is like classic marvel characters but then they also had the imperfects because this is when ea had the marvel license so ea just created a bunch of new characters um and some of them were actually what? pretty cool Okay, so wait, the Imperfects... I see, that's the thing. Yeah, I'm not a comic buff, so... The Imperfects are not characters that previously existed in, like, this run of the comics? Or... No. They were invented for the game. Gotcha. Weird. I'm... In, like, I'm titillated by the very idea of a company allowing that to happen now. <laughs> like, <laughs> the, you know, what company do you know that would hand a license over to somebody and be like, Yeah, throw some of your own shit in there, too. Like... Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Guess I will. Because well, I, I think, like I said, there was a miniseries that like introduced these characters, and I think they were going to get pulled into the Marvel Universe, but the game was so bad that these characters <laughs> have never been mentioned again. <laughs> oh, okay. So the Which miniseries kinda... then was an EA tie-in miniseries? Like it was... Yeah. Tie-in? Okay, see, that's the thing. I thought it was like... You know, based on a well-known miniseries like Ultimate Spider-Man or something, and then it's like, you know, and then they allowed EA to continue like creating characters. I'm like, that's a really odd idea. <laughs> like, you know, sure, EA, you just throw some characters into our iconic franchise. Like, you sure? Because you know, all we all we do is Madden. You know, we can uh, we can put John Madden into Marvel, but. Uh, hold on, we'll have to really think on this if you're if you're serious. Okay, hold on. <laughs> but they like a lot of the imperfects. They were actually cool characters. Like there was this uh, woman Solara, who she was like her parents were killed by a yakuza mafia boss, so she became a scientist and injected herself with alien crystals, so now she could shoot fire. And then went out on nope. like on revenge. There was this um, like Russian ballerina who was in a car accident. So she got bionic implants to replace her arms and legs that could shake the ground and cause earthquakes. Okay. Like, they had some really interesting ideas. And then, of course, you had, like, Iron Man, Venom. You could play as The Thing, Elektra. Like, you had your classic Marvel characters, too. All right. It's kind of cool, man. I'm you know, kind of into it. Um, cause, yeah, I just you know, wish it was a better game. <laughs> <laughs> right. See, that's that's the only thing that I'm not into, frankly, is a 3D <laughs> fighting game. Like, you know, 
looking at the wiki, it's like, yeah, it got compared to, you know, fucking Power Stone and Air Geist. So I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of good on that. Like, I, you know, I, never, I didn't play a whole lot of those 3D arena fighters, uh, but the ones I did play, I didn't play for long. So, uh, you know, yeah, I could, uh, I can see this game being tolerable in more like a Smash Bros. setting, you know, like, uh, maybe, maybe not 3D, maybe just a little more open-ended of a fighter, you know, like a Marvel Smash Brothers would be pretty goddamn fun. Like, you know, simple movesets, kind of uniform, balanced, uh, you know, characters, I, you know, I say that, I don't know how balanced or imbalanced Smash Brothers is anymore, but like, you know, uh, take away the power of flight from a lot of characters and put them in a Smash Brothers setting, I think a Marvel Smash Brothers could be a pretty good game. <laughs> I never played it, but apparently the PlayStation Portable version was better because it just stuck it straight 2D. So you had, like, See? a basic 2D fighter. Into it. You know, like, even something like the, you know, like the 2000s, you know, era Mortal Kombat games never really did it for me. Like, uh, you know, they, they, they messed with the, they messed with the formula in such a weird way, like, making it 3D. Like, you know, Mortal Kombat pretty basic fighting game when you're in 2D. One of the big things I like to do, jump and kick somebody. And, you know, the big defense to being jumped and kicked is a uppercut. So if you take away the jump ability from pressing up, or the, you know, crouch ability from pressing down, you've fundamentally altered what Mortal Kombat is for 3D. <laughs> and I ain't into it. <laughs> so, like, yeah, you know, I, I, I think most things work better as 2D with maybe some 3D elements. So, yeah, maybe the PSP version is the way to go. Uh, Johnny, you've got like five or six or seven PSPs sitting around, right? You can send those to us. Yeah, I've, oh, I've got like 50 of these goddamn things. And they're still loaded with all the porn? Yeah, like they came loaded with a bunch of Kinder Surprise eggs back in the day. Like I would just buy those Kinder Surprises, pop them up in PSP inside. I've got a ton of these things. How big were these eggs? Oh, oh see, I was confused because I thought you were saying the Kinder eggs were in the PSP. In the PSP. You <laughs> 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 You twist the PSP in a weird way, it shoots out a Kinder Egg? <laughs> it's fucked up, man. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, anyway. It, uh, <laughs> it really broke a lot of rules. Like, you're not supposed to put... The FDA says you're not supposed to put candy inside of games consoles or games consoles inside of candy. <laughs> you're really uh, not supposed to mix the two. It must have been one of those oh, European God. ones. What am I going to exactly. do with my chocolate-dipped Saturn? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just picturing a UMD, but inside the disc is just made of chocolate. <laughs> like, <laughs> Happy oh, Easter! What the fuck? <laughs> like, boy, is that a Mars bar? No, it's a Saturn. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah, I don't know. I want man. that as you a know. calculating computer. Just Happy Easter. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's uh, yeah, that's how I felt. Anytime I held a PSP. Like a, like a kid on Easter who was disappointed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I'm, you know, I'm intrigued by this, you know, because I, I honestly didn't know. Like, I feel like I, once you said Rise of the Imperfects, I'm like, I vaguely remember that. And then it's like, uh, no, I don't remember what that was. But now I'm like, man, the, Marvel vs. Capcom is all well and good. But, like, you know, where, where's the Marvel fighting game? Like, seriously, like, what is... What's wrong with Disney? Why aren't they licensing games? Why aren't they getting these things out to the people? Like, uh, just want more fighting games with Marvel characters. I want more Disney fucking video games in general. Like, you know, well, there's a I'm new bored. Avengers game coming out soon. Yeah, 
it'll probably be pretty good. And then, question mark. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Have they ever made a Kingdom Hearts fighting game? You know, no. They have not. It and sounds I'm like it'd be less... right up your alley. You'd think so, John, but uh, you know, my Kingdom Hearts alley closed up a long time ago. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, I haven't found the key to it in a long time. I tried going back and playing Kingdom Hearts 3, and I'm like, you know, this isn't as heinously bad as it was when I first started playing it, but like, this still is not my alley anymore. This is really unfortunate. And, you know, a fighting game set in the Kingdom Hearts world, it, you know, the the Disney-ness of it intrigues me, but the like the Kingdom Hearts characters are what fuck it up, much like Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I like all the Disney characters, I like the worlds and the exploration. All these black cloak, key blade, fucking rock and roll motherfuckers hanging around. I ain't got time for any of that shit. <laughs> like, I want some Final Fantasy characters and Donald and Goofy, and they're gonna go explore Tarzan's world. I don't care about what's going on with Organization 13. <laughs> like, at all. <laughs> so... I've discovered that about myself in the last year. <laughs> uh, hard pass on your Kingdom Hearts fighting game, John. Don't try to patronize me. <laughs> now, if we could get just a straight Disney fighting game. Yes, now we're talking. I'm fucking into like, it. Seriously, just you know, Disney Smash Brothers. You know, oh, like, man. Mm. Who would you main as? I would main as Iago, for sure. <laughs> no, he'd be an assist trophy tops. He would not be a character <laughs> that you could actually play as. Like, nope. This no, screen. he would be a... S- He'd be the stage boss. He would just come flying around holding Jafar's lamp while Jafar, like, slides out of it, attacking you. Hell yeah, actually, that's a pretty good idea, man. Yeah, Iago, you know, maybe he'd be, like, the serve bot of the game. It's <laughs> 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 fucking bird. <laughs> you, you can play as Get a serve bot, so there you go. Yeah, I know. Johnny Johnny doesn't like things that are actually good. He likes to be as annoying as possible. Yeah. <laughs> and get people to stop playing the game. <laughs> Uh, instead of playing this Disney fighting game, how about you all listen to this saxophone solo? You know, hmm, John, this party sucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Disney fighting game as intriguing, especially now that you know that that Marvel and Star Wars are owned by Disney. Like a Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, oh. National Geographic, Simpsons fighting game would be pretty goddamn good. Mm. <laughs> Thinking of the icons on my Disney Plus service, like, yeah, you know, some real life tigers fighting against Disney princesses. And, uh, yeah. I was gonna say, also, the, I love the also idea the Avengers. Of, like, <laughs> I love the idea of, like, King? like, that's no. where we're pulling everything from. So your characters are like the Beast, Elsa, Buzz Lightyear, Homer Simpson, Iron Man, a tiger. <laughs> Yeah. Planet Earth. <laughs> uh, Wait, is that Raja? No, it's it's just a tiger. No, it's a tiger in its natural habitat. We need to get away from it. It's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. You could, Jeff Goldblum has that Nat Geo show. You could play as Jeff Goldblum. See? Yes. Yeah. Oh, you do not want to see what his final smash is. It's no. gross. He <laughs> <laughs> goes all death wish on him. Oh! <laughs> Um, anyway, David, anything else on Marvel Nemesis uh, uh, after this imperfect discussion? Uh, no, I feel like we didn't say much about it, but I also feel like we said everything that needs to be said. Yeah, I, honestly, I think it's better covered than you're giving it credit for. <laughs> what more can be said, man? 
it's not the perfect game. No. <laughs> game five. It's no better soundbite coming, John. <laughs>
Alright, so this game received generally unfavorable reviews from critics, who criticized its mature themes, level design, and addition of guns and other weapons to the traditional series gameplay. So many games this could be, John. <laughs> who's got some, Who's got a, a guess? <laughs> Alright. Uh, let's see. Everybody wrote, Shadow the Hedgehog, David with the addition of God Damn It Johnny. That is correct. This is Shadow the Hedgehog, parentheses, God Damn It Johnny. Yeah, so guys, what can you say about Shadow the Hedgehog? Calculating computer oh. activated. <laughs> Not yet. I mean, I'm good oh, with Jesus. it. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Uh, so, Shadow, evil, I think. He seems so, evil. This game He's has the ultimate life the gun form. And He's misunderstood. That's it. This game has a Star Fox-style plot progression where you go through levels and you can finish levels with different, um, what do you call them, objectives. So Outcome. there's the hero objective, normal objective, and dark objective. Um, yeah. And it leads to ten different endings for this game. Oh, good. Really? And you have to beat all ten to unlock the true final ending. Oh no! <laughs> Who would ever do that? <laughs> it, it, it works John. out. It works out that there's 300 different paths you can take to get to the end of the game. Wait, that you can take or have to take? You can take, <laughs> not have to take. You'll have to play the game 300 times. Just gotta get the 10 different endings. But there's 300 ways to wow. get to the endings. Wow! Why cool. did they do that? Like who? Who was asking for that? And what's vaguely a Sonic game? <laughs> 
I think it, it's kind of a neat idea, and, and the endings range from destroying the planet to saving the planet, and quite a few things in between. Right. Like destroying the planet, take over the planet, save the Kiss planet. Kiss the planet. <laughs> um, yeah, marry shoot, the planet. Shoot the planet. <laughs> shoot the planet with your gun. <laughs> I'm mad, because I'm shadow. Pew, pew. Yeah, um, so I'd li I do like the replay value idea. I mean, that's because doesn't Nier Automata have like 26 different endings you have to get to get to the true ending? It's so, got a lot of endings. So and that also has guns. So as far as I can tell, this is Nier Automata. Wow. Yeah, but it doesn't have <laughs> a hedgehog. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. Probably. And I mean. How weird and existential is does Shadow get? Like, because <laughs> Nier gets pretty goddamn weird and is one of like the more, I don't know, like, kind of upsetting games I've ever played. Shadow, I feel like, is probably pretty upsetting for a different reason. <laughs> I was gonna say, it's like, John, you're wondering how weird and existential this game is. You play as a hedgehog with a gun. That's pretty goddamn weird already. And he yeah. has amnesia. Oh, of course he does. his mysterious past. His dark oh, no, and mysterious that, past. That poor hedgehog. <laughs> um, it really is like Sonic looked at all the Sonic OC people are coming up with, and Shadow is just somebody's Sonic OC. Right. And this also, this so this is not the debut of Shadow. This is just Shadow's solo game. He was in Sonic Adventure 2. Sonic Adventure 2 and Sonic Heroes. Um, he was supposed to be a one and done in Sonic Adventure 2, but edgy teens loved him so much, so they brought him <laughs> back in more games. Oh God, yeah, it's just—I mean, I guess the like the corn generation. It's just like this shadow. He speaks to us. I mean, you know, if you can get him playing a bass and singing about you know being beaten by his dad, then we're really in business. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah, I've always been flummoxed by. Sonic fandom in general, quite frankly, but also just like, you know, I don't know, dark, edgy Shadow the Hedgehog, like, why anybody would look at that and be like, that's a character that should stick around. Like, you know, Papa Roach Sonic should definitely survive the early <laughs> 2000s and be a character that still shows up in things, like... Well, what always Ugh. threw me off was, like, I understand the idea of giving, like, Sonic kind of a jerky rival, but wasn't that Knuckles? Like, wasn't yeah. Knuckles Sonic Rival, and he was kind of, like, the big, strong, like, muscle-out-of-the-way character? Right. How many fucking rivals does this guy need? Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's like Pokemon. Like, you gotta collect all the rivals. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> just collects rivals, man. He just, oh, he's a, he's a slut for rivals. He just goes through them. <laughs> so, I would say Metal Sonic is probably a closer rival to Sonic the Hedgehog. See? That's the thing, yeah. Knuckles is like, you know, he's a rival of a sort, but I guess to, you know, to give Sonic a true rival, it needs to be a physical match. Knuckles can, you know, outmatch him physically, but Sonic can outmatch him speed-wise, so I don't know, man. It's, you know, it's tough. But yeah, if you just Xerox Sonic enough times and turn him into Shadow the Hedgehog, then, yeah, you come up with a, you know, pretty, uh, pretty okay rival. Like, <laughs> uh... But yeah, no, I do prefer Metal Sonic. I mean, you know, an evil robot version of a character is better than an edgy, dark version of a character. <laughs> That's just my hot take. <laughs> but I'm, I'm not hitting that button. That's a perfectly fine take. 
No, exactly. That's the thing. I, I, yeah, I was, I was kidding. It's not a terribly hot take. I'm just, you know, stating my preference. Like, yeah, you know, robot versions, please. You know, good robot versions, evil robot versions. It's all going back to the Bill and Ted's bogus journey principle. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta have, you know, to defeat evil robot versions, you gotta have good robot versions. So there needs to be Metal Sonic, and then there needs to be, like, Titanium Good Sonic. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> So pretty much the only thing that I know about this game other than it's bad and there's a gun is um, there was a podcast I used to listen to ages ago um, that was done by these two like webcomic creators and they they had a segment where they always gave it an award to like the dumbest thing like going on and it was the Black Doom Award named after the antagonist of Shadow the Hedgehog because in their opinion Black Doom is the single worst creation in video game history. Nice. Yeah. Who's Bla- who's Black Doom? Is that a Shadow thing? <laughs> yeah, it's the it it's the is. antagonist. Of, it's like the final boss of Shadow the Hedgehog, and it's like if you imagine the final boss of Shadow the Hedgehog, the game named Black Doom. It's exactly what you're thinking of, like black cloth, chains, glowing eyes, like the most ridiculous cliche thing imaginable. He looks like someone tried to take Ganondorf and make him as edgy as possible. (laughs) That's the best way to describe Black Doom. Oh, God. Edgy Ganondorf. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. This, I'm intrigued by. (laughs) Gross. Um... Yeah, somebody, you know, I'm trying to think <laughs> trying to think of an early 2000s metal band to put, you know, Ganondorf in. So it's like, it's like Ganondorf, but he's in P.O.D. <laughs> cool. Breaking Benjamin. <laughs> Lit. Ganoncorn. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, that Ganon's got issues. Slip um, Ganon. Oh God, um, yeah, that you know, I guess that's it. Shadow, I guess, arrived just at the tail end of like that adversarial like '90s, early 2000s, like you know, everything was weird back then. You know, like you know, there was a very like confrontational vibe going in America. You know, you had like the Attitude Era of wrestling, and you know, like. People were too happy, so we needed to have bands like Corn, so that you know other kids could have identities that weren't defined by them being perfectly content in their lives. And then 9/11 happened and kind of trashed that whole thing. And, but then Shadow the Hedgehog still stuck around. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know that if we needed like, him after Sonic Adventure 2. <laughs> I remember, like, yeah, all music was angry during that era. I, I remember, really no worked. doubt, no doubt, put out that Return to Saturn album, which is probably their angriest album. Real Big Fish put out We're Not Happy Till You're Not Happy, also their angriest album. Like, everybody was very angry. Yeah. Very Limp upset. Biscuit got a big hit telling people to break stuff. I mean, you know, we all saw what happened to Woodstock 99. <laughs> you know, that was Shadow the Hedgehog in concert form. And it's just <laughs> he's awful. The, he's the Woodstock 99 of the Sonic the Hedgehog series. Yes! We found it! <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, Episode God. title. Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah, so that's about the vibe they were going for, and it's not a vibe I feel like needed to survive after all this. Like, what, an, what an incredibly particular <laughs> but perfect phrasing. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, 
Kind of describes Shadow to a T. Like, why is everybody yeah. burning things? Stop! <laughs> <laughs> no, don't. <laughs> What's Jeff Goldblum doing here? Oh, gross. <laughs> This is fucked up. Doesn't Shadow have a motorcycle too? Like, isn't Ooh. he as fast as Sonic, but he still rides a motorcycle for some reason? <laughs> yeah, well, I think this game has vehicles. I don't know enough about it. To, I can't remember if he has a motorcycle or if he steals somebody's motorcycle at some point. Oh, right. We forgot to establish. Johnny, you never played this, did you? No. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> I'm sh I'm sure you can still acquire it though, John. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure it's available in like a dollar bin somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think you need to need to procure it, man. I need to see all these endings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, need, I need you taking me through them. <laughs> oh god, I can't wait to live stream myself playing this game ten times. <sighs> I'm sorry, eleven oh, times to get that oh. secret final ending. <laughs> Just. Wow, how to lose patrons and subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. Nah, I don't know. I, I, I feel bad, like, burning on Shadow. It feels like low-hanging fruit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Thanks, John. <laughs> like, uh, I feel bad at he all. Just, he just seems like a man at a time, you know? He's like... He, he just shouldn't still be here. <laughs> like, yeah. His, pur his purpose was served. <laughs> Stop bringing him around. <laughs> like, I God, I swear to God, if they make a Sonic the Hedgehog movie sequel and Shadow shows up, I'm going to burn down the whole theater, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, say, like, I can't wait to see how he ends this sentence. Like, I'm going to whip my dick out right there in the theater. <laughs> like, uh, just start stroking it. Yeah. going to just oh, bottle yeah. up everybody. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yeah, I kind of um, feel like no, Shadow good, has. Man. The, I can't wait for that Sonic sequel. I kind of feel like Shadow has the same problem as Sonic, in that Sonic is very much a product of the early '90s, and like nobody knows how to get him out of that. Shadow will always be 2002. Mm -hmm. Like that's it, just permanently. Yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> like it's just yeah. He, you know, he was pointless in 2005, let alone 2020. <laughs> so, uh, he can go away now. Uh, you know, he sucks at the Olympics. So let's uh, get him out of here. Um, anyway, Johnny, uh, anything else on Shadow the Hedgehog, the most 2005 Johnny pick possible? Well done, by the way, selecting that. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Absolutely not. Let's move on to the calculating computer. Hell yeah. Calculating computer activated. Computers. Beeps. Beeps. What the heck? Scoring complete. This game's winner is... Jesse Moore. Hell yeah. Awesome. Great game, Jesse. Uh, you know, it was, uh, it was a classic, uh, classic crush. You did it, man. Um, you know, killer game... You know, killer, uh, killer selection for the game, and uh, you know, I think, uh, I think I gotta ask the question that we're all wondering: What do you got in mind for a theme for our next episode? <laughs> um, I was thinking it'd be fun if we did like uh, games from like genres that we don't normally play. All right, okay. all right, I can see it. That's uh kind of the vibe I went with tonight. You know, I, I don't usually play 
survival horror games and uh, pick Resident Evil, so, you know, kind of uh, exhausted a really good obvious pick, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, we're gonna go, uh, gonna go against the grain, we're gonna pick some things that, uh, maybe, uh, you, you know, people might not think that we uh, might have played and enjoyed. That, uh, that about the vibe? Yeah, that, yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Uh, you know, frankly, I'm into that. It's a little tough. I, uh, I, I don't know necessarily what I, you know, I, I like to fancy myself as a man of diverse tastes, <laughs> so I'm gonna have to kind of, I think I'm gonna have to do some data mining on this one. I'm gonna have to go back into, like, the GTT games list and find, like, our least used genres and just be like, oh, yeah, point-and-click, uh, board game, you say. That's definitely not my wheelhouse. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it'll be good. I, I like that. That's, uh, that's fun. That's, it's like, it's a good thought exercise, quite frankly. <laughs> what, what don't I usually like? Oh, crap. Who am I? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> could get weird and existential with it. Uh, so, fuck yeah. Great, uh, great pick. Uh, that'll be a great theme, uh, and uh, what a great game we've had tonight. Thank you, everybody, watching along live with us. We're live every Wednesday night. We're live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Search for Game That Tune. Hit us up. Join us on a live show. we got a lot of great chatter in the chat box, and we appreciate you guys hanging with us for the live shows every Wednesday night. Um, thank you to everybody listening in podcast form. Uh, if you're listening to this episode in podcast form and you're hearing this, you're doing it right, pal. Uh, you know, we're fucking awesome in podcast form as we have illustrated with this episode and uh, you should be listening you should be rating, reviewing, subscribing all that shit, sharing it with your friends foisting it upon others uh, listen to us anywhere you get your podcast we, uh, we appreciate you guys listening thank you to everybody checking out patreon.com slash game that tune it's our home for awesome exclusives we've got GTT gems we've got covered up We've got uh, we're doing just random mixtapes and things we're having a lot of fun over there and, uh, you know, a little bit of support goes a long way for us. We, uh, we really, really love you guys for supporting us. Special thanks to the Super Fan Tier Producers, Alex Messenger, Lance Revere, Damian Beckles, Bradford Stevens, Daniel Perky, Chrono, Dominic Guy, Kelly Um, Taylor Y, and Sam L. What a fantastic pile of fellas supporting us over there at patreon.com slash game that tune. Uh, thank you to Kelly Um for the request tonight. What a pick. He uh, made his request in our Discord server. Um, you can always hit us with requests there, join us there, and chat with us. Uh, we really appreciate our awesome little Discord community. Or you can hit us up, uh, you know, occasionally find us on YouTube at the 24-7 Video Game Music live stream. Chat with us there. Uh, send us your request, gamethattune at gmail.com, or hit us up on Twitter at gamethattune. Or you can find us individually on Twitter. I'm there at jgangsta187. You can find John Regan on Twitter at jpreganjr. You can find David Fleming on Twitter at... DFD Fleming. And you can find Jesse Moore this week's winner on Twitter at Sega underscore legend. Hell yeah, man. So, Jesse, you got the bonus tunes, and I assume you're taking us home with something raucous. What do you got for us? Oh, yeah. Um, well, the Mega has released a few new songs recently, and so how about their Storm Eagle song? Ooh, I'm titillated by that. Peace out, everybody. Look up into the sky, the patriotic eagle flies, leading his attack by air. 
Resident, I hate saying resident. Resident Evil 4 is copyright 2005 Capcom Company Limited. Lost in Blue is copyright 2005 Konami. The Warriors is copyright 2005 Rockstar Games. Marvel Nemesis Rise of the Imperfects is copyright 2005 Electronic Arts. Shadow the Hedgehog is copyright 2005 Sega Games Company Limited. <laughs> 